Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started today, I want to tell you about betonline.ag. Because the wait is finally over. Professional football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but can still be in on the action at Bet Online. I was looking at some of the lines for this, you know, week one NFL games, and there are some really enticing, enticing bets out there. And I know I might, you know, drop a couple of dollars this weekend. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Northwestern Football podcast, a podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? I'm Peter Warren, and I'm joined by my co-host, former All-Big Ten receiver Jeremy Ebert. Jeremy, how you doing today? It's great to be back, man. It's been a while. Um, happy to start this chat again, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely first episode of what was going to be for Northwestern the, the fall 2020 season, but obviously Big Ten, you know, pushing it back to the spring. You know, what were your sort of initial thoughts about that, Jeremy? Um, you know, it's 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 sad. Um, I feel bad for, for the seniors. I mean, you know, um, with the ACC, Big 12, SEC moving forward, you know, you, you figured, you know, the Big Ten was going to take that leap too with, um, you know, but um, it's just it's 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 more or less I feel bad for the players, um, the staff. You know, it's going to affect a lot of things um, with the university. So it's just um, you know my initial thoughts are uh, are about the the staff and the players. Um, you know what their future holds now. No, definitely. And I mean, you think about all the work. You know, this team had a lot of potential there. I know they were feeling good in spring ball before it got canceled. We used to think about the work they've not only put in this year, but, you know, previous years, you know, getting in to get in this opportunity, especially you mentioned some of those seniors with some spots potentially opening up for guys stepping in and really play well this year. You know, guys like Rashawn and Patty to really, you know, up their, their draft stock. There was, a, you know, there's always a lot riding on a season. But I felt like this one, you know, just as much. And, you, and, you know, whether you do decision or not, your first thought has to be with, like you said, the players, coaches, the staff, because, you know, this is their livelihoods, and it's the same with all the other all the other sports. They've put so much time in, and for it to be canceled, whether you think it's right, it's wrong, it's you're neutral on it. You know that that hurts no matter how you spin it. Absolutely. I mean, you got to think like all the the things that the medical staff did to to make it safe for those players um, 
you know, all the effort they did to, you know, for testing and, and making sure the players felt safe and um, the environment was safe. And it, it just, uh, you know, there was a lot of work that went in by a lot of people. So it's just, um, you know, it's, an, it's unfortunate. No, definitely. And I mean, sort of look at the way I look at it for decision, I'm totally, totally fine with it. I think, you know, if you're going to, I think the issue with the Big Ten and what that's a lot of the criticism of Kevin Warren has been is that when they announced it, they said sort of there are some medical reasons, but they didn't come out and sort of express what the what they were. And I think especially if you look at how the Pac-12 handled it and they sort of came out with their with what they the data they had and sort of the decision process where the Big Ten was sort of a lot more just like we did it, did it for medical reasons and then really explain. I think that is really you know, perturbed a lot of people. Obviously, we have some of the initiatives going on, try to reinstate the season. But I think if they had come out and were much more clear, concise, and sort of here's the data, here's points one, two, three, four, five, they wouldn't be in the situation where it feels like they're they might be trying to backtrack. There's just so much going on where it just seems so cluttered and so chaotic. And I just I wonder what it's like for for those players and staff who really have no idea what's going on because it feels like there's just people come from all different directions trying to dictate the season. Yeah, no, they, they kept everybody in the dark. Um, and I think that's what's exactly it's, it's frustrated. Um, you know, all the, the families and the players because they just, they just want answers. You know, they want, you know, reasoning behind the actions taken by the big 10. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's, I think the big 10 just went about it the wrong way. Like you said. Yeah. And I mean, that's all, we really want in this, this situation is sort of answers. And there are some things that, you know, just aren't going to be, you know, answerable at, at the time, you know, especially, you know, this virus learning new stuff about it all the time. But there was still, in my mind, if you're making a, a very big decision like that, and just a week after the schedule came out, you know, whether you don't have to make everything public, but you got to share with the players, the coaches, everybody across the Big Ten sort of, here's why, Here's, you know, and here's why we think maybe the spring or they want to do Thanksgiving. Here's why we think this is possible where it's not possible now. And I think you mentioned it, you know, it's just it's just frustrating for those players who just sort of like, you know, week after again, their schedule getting hyped up for, you know, being at Penn State this past weekend. It was just sort of like, well, maybe January, maybe February. Right. And at that point, I mean, if you are a senior, you know, like, especially if you have aspirations of playing in the NFL, like, is it smart for you even to play? Like, because then you're, you're looking at, like, finishing your season, going right into a combine, going right into pro days. You have no time to prepare. And then you're right into training camp in the NFL OTAs. You're just like, what? well, like, their bodies are just going to be depleted and banged up. And a lot of these guys needed this season for film, um, like you said, like Patty and shot and, and and now they don't have that opportunity you know you don't have the opportunities for those you know those free agents to make you know a big splash their senior season um you know because i mean it's just it's unfortunate you know you, you really feel for those guys and um it's just um and then you got you know the, the frustrating thing is is it's not like you know nationwide you get you got big games this weekend in the acc so it's just like teams are able to to do it it's just I'm not sure why the Big Ten decided that a fall-on cancellation and moving it to the spring was was the best thing. Yeah, no, definitely. It'd be interesting to sort of 
obviously there's a lot of places you love to be that that fly on the wall you know be in in the room where it happens but i feel like this is just one to see it's over a couple of days like how it must have progressed to get to get to that point where that they got to right so obviously you know not everybody nebraska's clearly not been happy about it you know iowa as well a little bit of ohio state and, you know various people across across the landscape but it's just sort of like what gets to the level where you're you know committed doing the schedule release and then a week later right. it's all shut down. It, it happened way too fast after the after the calendar like they shouldn't have released the schedule if they within a week they're going to cancel the season like it just yeah I, that's what really bugged everybody and then just not being you know clear on your reasoning it, it it's frustrating you know you got i mean you just, you just got to feel for those guys now, yeah. what, what do you think about a spring season? Do you think that's something that's that's going to be like, well, are you going to like take the like Nick Saban approach where he thinks it's like going to be like JV football? I mean, here's the thing. Like, it might honestly end up being like a little bit of JV football. You mentioned a lot of the, you know, Rashawn Slater already opted out. You know, maybe Patty, maybe some of these other guys who want to go to the NFL. I know you'll see a bunch of guys if that does happen in you know the Pac-12 and Big Ten and the other places that have NFL aspirations. They probably won't play. It doesn't really make sense for them to play. So maybe it would have sort of a, a JV feel to it, for lack lack of a better word. But it's still okay. going to be you know D1 college football. It's still going to be you know you know fun to see, fun to watch. And it's obviously, I mean, it, would it be the same as it would have been if you know the Cats were playing Tulane at Ryan Field this past Saturday? No. But at least there's sort of something where it doesn't feel like the whole year has been a wash. Whether it's feasible, I don't know. I've never, I've never, you know, worked out for football. I've never been a football player. I'm sure you could speak to this if you can think it's possible to even do a spring and then fall or even ramp up if they're, you know, on winter break and then come back and they have enough time to do it. So I'm curious, you know, I'd love to see it. Is it feasible? I don't think I'm the right person to answer that. I'm interested in what you would have to say about that. Right. I mean, that's that's the that's the other thing you got to think about too. Is just like you're gonna end the football season in the spring and get right back into off season training. Like it's just you don't give your body like enough time to recover, you know. And and for these freshmen or, or you know that winter workout. So, I mean, those are those are when you put in your freaking put on your pounds and your weight and you you make your gains and then spring ball is like a huge learning curve. So you're just going to miss out on all that because when you're a freshman or you're an underclassman, you're not getting those reps during the season. You're, you're playing, you know, scout team and stuff like that. So you're not getting, you know, the reps that you would normally get in spring ball. So it's just, it, it's, it's going to throw a screwball into a lot of things and a lot of planning. And I mean, the coaching staff's just got to have a, a great plan for that um, in order for, you know, your team to be successful. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. And that's a, something I didn't even, I didn't think about sort of, you know, that's a lot of those reps for the guys, you know, who are just, you know, practice squad or, you know, when the lower strings, they don't get as many reps during the season. And if you're going to have, you know, back-to-back seasons and you're sort of losing the spring ball time where they get a lot of their reps and get a lot of their, their weight room gains in, you know, that's going to push push them back and push not just to, you know, push the program back a little bit for a couple of years at that point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, winter workouts, man, that's like your biggest mental toughness aspect of, of football. It's, you know, the 5 a.m. workouts and 
the grind. Like that's that's where you you build that team chemistry and that trust with your teammates is is getting up, you know, when it's dark out and snowing and negative thirty degrees and getting your butt over to the indoor and doing a workout for you know two hours. Like that's where that's where you start trusting your teammates and in, in, in creating that bond. And that's another thing we're gonna you know you're gonna miss out on. So it's just um, yeah, it's gonna be. Like I said, the coaches better have a great plan in place, but I, I mean, it just, it puts a lot of, you know, pushing a lot of things back on the program. You think it's, what would sort of be the, the maximum amount of games you think, if at any, they could play in the spring and then have a, a full season in the fall? Yeah, I, think think, I just think it's, it's when they start and like, you know, I saw like the guidelines of having like, you know, multiple bye weeks. So, if, you know, something did happen with players testing positive with COVID, they could reschedule games. Um, it, it just, I guess it just depends on when they're going to start. And, you know, is there going to be a postseason bowl? Is there not? I'm just, like, all that stuff is just up in the air at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I think something that could be interesting if they end up if the spring season just ends up not being possible and just for, you know, they just don't, they can't eight games and then a big season in the fall is impossible, you know, just wouldn't make sense. And then they end up, but it's, you know, helping up to play. It would be, I think it'd be kind of cool. Maybe just individual teams schedule, you know, two, maybe two or three games just to play throughout, throughout the spring, just to get some of the guys, some reps, you know, maybe, you know, you schedule a game against Illinois for one weekend in March. You schedule, you know, a game in April and maybe a game in May just to have the guys getting getting some reps, you know, in general. And I don't know if it's feasible or not. I don't know if the Big Ten would allow it. But I think that's sort of just a way you could combine both where it, it's spring ball, but you get some of the competitive aspects of, of the fall season you miss. And just also, I mean, at that point, you'd be, if you're going into, you know, fall 2021 with no season, that's – two years of playing against guys who are only in your program. And so maybe just a chance to get outside and play a few other teams could be, you know, beneficial in the long run like that. Right. Right. It's just, yeah, we're going to see how, how the NCAA and the big 10 open up their, their rule book and, and what, what's going to be allowed and what's not going to be allowed. It's, it's definitely, you know, all up in the air and it's all unknowns right now. So it's, um, it's, it's going to be very interesting how everything plays out. But, um, yeah, let's let's just hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's – that's all we really can do. I mean, there's been some, you know, speaking of just COVID affecting stuff, I mean, some games this weekend, again, push back. There's some changes. It's just even in this fall season, you know, teams are going ahead in the ACC, SEC, a lot of teams in the South. But it's just there's still a lot of question marks and still not everything – is figured out, so we'll we will see about how all that works out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I know it's like people. I live in South Carolina currently, and you know, people are amped up for for the season, and it's just like, um, it's just weird because I'm like, well, my cats aren't even <laughs> aren't even playing, you know, and they're they're gonna allowing twenty percent capacity, so twenty five thousand people can show up to the game, and it's just uh, it's 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 weird. It's definitely weird. Speaking of weird and sort of that, this past Saturday, Saturday the fifth was supposed to be in both both schedules, the original schedule and then the the revised schedule was supposed to be opening day. You know, originally at Michigan State and then at Penn State. 
I don't know about you, Jeremy. It was just I woke up Saturday and I just put on game day and it just felt weird, you know, to know like, you know, it sort of hit me in that moment. Like it's not really happening this fall, you know, so much of my college experience and obviously yours as well was based around, you know, game day Saturdays in, in the fall and to just not have them. It really hit me in that moment as, as just weird. And I'm just wondering, you know, if you had a similar experience on, on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think it, the whole country did. I mean, there were there were a few games on, and it was just not having not seeing the fans, the college game day atmosphere, like the excitement, like so much good that happens with college football um, for the entire country, and and just not having it, just kind of it, it's kind of depressing. And um, it, it's when you really think about it, like how many people are affected, you know by everything that's happening um, with just not college football. It, it's, it's insane, you know, when the, I mean, it's a worldwide pandemic, so it's affecting a ton of people, but just college football alone, the amount of people it's affecting is crazy. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great point. Obviously, you know, everybody's, you know, making sacrifices affecting, uh, you know, having big stuff have to be changed because of COVID. But I think, you know, whether, whether you think college football is high on that list or low on that list, it's still affecting, you know, you know, millions, probably a hundred hundreds of million people across the country Just sort of how, you know, whether it's a, a small business in a, in a town, you know, in, you know, Evanston, right around Ryan field, or just, you know, fans or students, you know, where, especially, you know, thing as a freshman, you know, coming in and sort of, that's a, a big way to sort of feel part of the community and really, you know, feel like a member of the university you go to. And especially, you know, I can't imagine, you know, being being a freshman in college right now and just trying to, you know, make friends and like feel a part of the school you go to when it's all online. And if you're, you know, if you're on campus, you're stuck in dorms and you're not really meeting people. It's just got to be a very weird time. I think college football, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, sports are a reflection of society. And, and it's true. I think you look at college football and what's happening in sort of the disparate nature of, you know, some places are playing, some places are not. You know, some places are in class still. Some people went online. It's a whole mix of things. And you're seeing college football really reflect the just school environment across the country. No. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's said perfectly. It, it's, it's very like troubling to, to just to know that like this is the society in the world we live in right now and you know we we don't know when it's going to end that's the that's the scary part like this could be going on throughout the spring and and you know then you then you're talking about like you know the money side of things when like when is that going to affect you know the rest of that college athletics because football is such you know it's the money maker for most universities so you know then you were talking about cuts and, you know, furloughs and what, you know, sports being cut. It's like, it's just affecting more than just college football. It's, it's affecting everything in college athletics. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head right there. Speaking of sort of cuts and, and furloughs and nobody, nobody really wants to see that. Obviously, you know, Northwestern has, has been lucky so far, you know, not to, to cut any sports. I would imagine they wouldn't just sort of, just sort of with the amount of investments they've put into, you know, each program over over the last five years. I don't think it would make, you know, I haven't talked to anybody in, in the program about this, but just you put, they've put money into every single program over the last five years. And then just sort of, 
you know, have that money become sunk cost, I feel like would just not make sense, especially also with, with Title IX legislation that they have it pretty much perfectly balanced out right now. I feel like anything to sort of go against that and sort of have to rebalance everything could just cause some problems. So I'm hopeful, you know, Northwestern doesn't see any cuts. No, absolutely. that would be devastating to everybody. But it's just a re- not necessarily Northwestern, but around the country, you know, it it's going to start affecting people. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I feel, I mean, it probably, I mean, it already has, you know, their story. Stanford obviously has been with the big example in the spring. Yep. You know, I was recently cut some programs. There are a lot of, you know, baseball, softball. There's a lot of programs out there who are, you know, for lack of a better word, under the gun. And it's just, you hope, whether it's through funding, whether it's through giving them another year, another two years, just to sort of figure it out, you hope it, it's going to be able to stay because, you know, college football, like you said, is the moneymaker, is sort of the, the heart and soul but of college sports. But there are so many other programs that just make college, the college sports, the college athletic experience what it is. And, you know, football is the backbone. But, you know, there's so much more beyond it that we would lose, not just, you know, as a as a as a general school, but just as a, a general society and culture in general. That well, losing for sure. I mean, it would it would devastate, I mean, anybody to lose a sport. And like you said, college athletics is what makes, you know, college, you know, f- like fun for a lot of people. You know, it's something to do on the weekend, something to be proud of, um, you know, I, I I love the fact that I went to Northwestern and I love every athletic team I went. I went, shoot, I don't even know how many lacrosse games I went to, but you know, it's just like you pull from and it's, it's exciting to be a part of. It makes college fun. And, um, you know, we hope, we hope that, you know, there's no residual effects from, from anything that's happened in the fall. Yeah, no, it's just, and you also, I'm sort of looking at it in the context of, you know, Minor league baseball is expecting, you know, 40 teams to, you know, be cut in the, in the next year, sort of in a downsizing effort. You look at teams across the country have already cut some college programs. You know, I, I don't I don't think it's, you know, ridiculous to say there's probably going to be more. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just those are lost opportunities for athletes out there, but it's also you think about people in administrations, you know, front office roles, coaches roles, you know, especially for, you know, sports that aren't as big or, you know, lower, you know, lower D1, you know, those are some positions to get into the game. And yep. as we're looking at, you know, diversifying coaching ranks, diversifying administrations, you know, really getting the best of the best and giving opportunities to everybody. You lose a lot of those, you know, roles that aren't, you know, high profile, glamorous, just sort of, you know, entry level roles, you know, second, you know, second job on the way roles. I mean, you're going to probably lose a lot of chance that, you know, some diversity about this getting the best people for the job because they're going to be coaches out there, you know, we're at 24, 25 job gets cut. There's no openings. There's even, there's a shrinkage, you know, so it's even more competitive and they might just, you know, say, you know, I got my degree in accounting. I'm just going to, you know, become an accountant and just, you know, I love coaching, but it just doesn't work out. And that's, that's going to be really sad. And, you know, I think that's just, you know, it's obviously the players, number one, they put in the most work, but it's just, you look beyond that, there's going to be, it's not just the players on the field who are, are losing the season. It's the coaches, it's the staff, and it's 
it could be very, you know, their whole careers in sports just go out because no, of there's so many people that make make that bus roll, man, and, and that are behind the scenes that you know people don't even think about. Um, the, you know, those are the people you feel for too. You know, like just the equipment staff, like all the time and effort they put in with those kids, and and you know the athletic trainers and the assistant strength coaches who they spend probably the most time with than anybody, you know, and all the position coaches and football ops. And it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, all the people that, that are affected and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. And it's just, you know, like we said, hopefully, you know, I don't think Northwestern will be, you know, in the mix of cutting sports, uh, Obviously, I know there's been some some pay reductions, but you know, hopefully, this all works out. Northwestern, you know, gets out on the other side. Okay, you know, I, I hopefully will. I, I I believe Jim Athletic Director Jim Phillips knows what he's doing. He's you know he's always been great when I've spoken with him. He's very obviously smart, intelligent man. And I think if anybody can handle this, I think it's 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 him. Oh, he's yeah, definitely. I mean, the top athletic director in the country, in my opinion. I think he's won that award a few times. Um, but if there's a guy to trust, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, Phillips, he's the man for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Jeremy, I'm curious, you know, obviously season canceled, you know, officially about a month ago. How do you, how would you as a player sort of mentally sort of deal with that and then still sort of keep working out and keep, you know, putting in the effort for a season where, like you don't know when the season could start and you sort of just have to be on, on call sort of like, a, like, you know, lack of a better comparison, like, a, like a firefighter EMT where it's like, you're not sure when you're going to be called into duty. Right. And that's, that's the other thing. It's just like, I feel like every, there's rumors every week that like the big 10 season is going to get back back on and it's going to be late fall. And you're hearing all these rumblings, you know, on Twitter and everything. And it's just like, you just don't know. So like just, yeah, that preparedness, being prepared, trying to keep a positive attitude. It's, it's just gotta be tough, but it's just something you gotta do if you want to, you know, have a successful season if it, when it, when, and if it does happen, you know, but it's, um, it's definitely, it's, I feel like I read something on Twitter, or Instagram, like once a week, like, Oh, they're going to meet again. And you just, you know, you just don't know. So it's just, um, yeah, it's extremely weird. Uh, I don't know how I would handle it as a player, you know, I think I would, you know, try to have a positive attitude, um, you know, and keep grinding, tr- keep trying to get better because, um, you know, when you do get that shot to play, you, you want to be ready. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I think you mentioned sort of every – it feels like, you know, if not every single day, at least every week, there's something new coming out, whether it's, like you said, Thanksgiving, spring, no spring, you know, October. There's just – I just feel bad for the players in that situation because it's like they're the ones who are, you know, who like you said, you know, they're putting you know time and effort into it, and it's like obviously you're doing different training if it's off season or in season. So just to have no idea, you know, what you're gonna have to be doing the next week or sort of like you're in the middle of like an off season workout, you know, plan. It's like well, you gotta go into you know in se- you know uh, preseason. I just you know it's just gotta be a lot of pressure and a lot of you know just sort of. You know, it's going to take, it takes a lot of, you know, hard work and sort of headstrongness to be able to continue to, to push through all that when there's, you know, so much questions going on. And it's also, I assume it's not just football either. It's a lot of those fall sports who are just sort of like, it's got to find, find a, a way mentally to continue pushing and continue grinding. 
Right, right. I mean, you know, it's, it puts a puts a strain on the coaching staff too to keep that that energy and that you know camaraderie together too. That togetherness of that team and just holding everybody at a you know a high standard and and um, you know not letting things slip away because again they they're on the same boat too. They they have no idea, so they got to have they got to be prepared as well. So it's um it's definitely a um an interesting time and one that you know we've never had to face before so there's a i don't think there's a right way to do it it's more or less just um you know trying to overcome adversity and and, and moving forward yeah i think that, that's a great thing to, to remember that I, I think sometimes gets lost is that you know this is a this is a you know once in a lifetime you know never happened before situation where there's nothing players, coaches, anybody can sort of look back on and be like, this is what happened this year. I guess the, the closest comparison would be in, in 1918 with the Spanish influenza. Right. But even that, you know, I did, I did some research on that. It's like you, there was other, there before the season even happened, before, you know, the influenza outbreak started, college football was already getting condensed because of World War One. They weren't going to start until October. You know, they weren't going to have – you know, they weren't going to be able to travel farther than a, a day's trip away. So college football was already being condensed and being changed for that year before the influenza hit. And then what pretty much influenza really did was just sort of cancel a, a few games. It wasn't really the factor behind changing all these things. So teams were already preparing for a shortened season. Uh, they were already, you know, starting workouts late, you know, knowing they were going to start in October. Where in this situation, it's more like, there's no sort of, you know, they knew, you know, Northwestern's case, we'd be starting October 19th, 26th, one of those days. Now yep. it's just sort of like, they don't, they don't know when they sort of have to, you know, and there's nothing really for them to look back on and be like, well, we could, you know, do these workouts. We could do this. It's all about learning on the fly, which, you know, I assume for some guys, you know, it could be a fun challenge, you know, try to figure out what's the best routine for them during this time. You know, maybe, you know, without do some more academics and figure out more about themselves. But even then, it's just got to be, you know, tough knowing like your your crux here, what, you, what you've worked towards, what you, you've hoped to achieve is just sort of potentially out the window. Yeah, it, it's crazy when you look back on history and all the things that have happened. And like there's still been college football, like like you said, the great world, like World War One, World War Two, like the Spanish influenza and. And then, you know, with all the technology and, and everything we have in today's, you know, world, we're, we're not able to figure it out. I think that's just like, it's mind-blowing to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And, you know, who knows, you know, why all that, you know, what really changed now. But I guess all we can hope for is that we'll get some, some Northwestern football soon and, you know, whether that's Thanksgiving or, or spring season, we can just hope it's not just, you know, safe, safe for fans, but it's safe for the, the players, both from a, a COVID standpoint and just a, a health standpoint. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't wait to see the freaking cats back on the field, man, getting after it. It's, um, it's something I'm, I'm missing, man. I'm, I'm missing. I'm not really looking forward to this weekend anymore. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's depressing. So, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a big hole in your, hole in your life right now without uh without the cats and especially when they've been so you know such a big part of my life and i know they're a big part of your life too it's uh it's it's we're just we're just hoping for the best now yeah no definitely and you know 
And he said, there's college football this Saturday. I'll probably watch a little bit, but, you know, it won't be the same as, you know, being at Ryan Field or being at, you know, a stadium across the Big Ten, watching some some great players in purple and white, you know, lace it up and, you know, live their dreams. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, again, like to thank you all for listening to this first episode for what would have been the, the fall 2020 season, you know, here on the for Believe in Northwestern football podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, feel free to, you know, follow the Believe on Twitter. You know, we're on all your favorite, you know, platforms for listening to podcasts. So, you know, give us a like, give us a follow. We all, we appreciate that. You know, for, for Jeremy Ebert, I'm Peter Warren. Wish you a happy Saturday without some Cats football. Make the best of it. Go Cats, baby. It was a pleasure talking to you, man. And unfortunately, the season's not happening, but hopefully we have a season coming up and uh, hopefully we got some great things for the Cats this year. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.